0: listening to the Save the Marriage podcast. Your marriage can be saved and strengthened if you have the right information. Join Dr. Lee Balcom as he explores ways for you to improve your relationship and your life starting right now. Hey, this is Lee Balcom and this is the Save the Marriage podcast, the podcast designed to help you save your marriage. And we're talking about that in the midst of one crazy time in history. And that's what I want to focus on today. Now, really, as you think about this, this is something that hasn't happened before in our culture. And I've been talking with people so many times over the past couple of weeks as this crisis began to loom about what does this mean for relationships? What does it mean for culture? And let me be clear I don't think that relationships are at stake. In fact, what I think is going on is that we're beginning to recalculate what these relationships mean. We've lived in an age where it was easy to kind of run things on your own and and be your own person, or at least pretend to be. Now, all of a sudden, people are working from home, they've got kids under feet, and now everything is coming into sharp focus. I read an article not long ago about what's happening in China now that they're uh, able to go out and, and the quarantine is kind of over for them, and here's what happened. The divorce rate went up, and here's why that happened. They didn't have the tools to deal with the fact that suddenly they're with this person that they've been struggling with for years, you know. Struggle in a marriage is nothing that is Western. It is universal because we don't have the tools to know what to do. If you don't know what to do, you kind of default to trusting your gut or at least, you know, trying to move forward in some confusing way. And that's what's happened. One of the things that I am very clear about uh, is that we as a world, not just as a culture, but as a world, do a really bad job of helping people understand how to have successful marriages. We don't even teach that in many schools. There are some places where you might have one class. When I was in college, I was a sociology major, and we had a class in marriage and family, uh, and the marriage and family class didn't really give us tools on how to have a better marriage as much as it was a study of what happens in marriages. And so we understood very well the divorce rate and we understood very well the the feelings that come along with that and, and the pain of that. And we also understood what happens, the impact on the kids. But interestingly, we never went into, so what do you do about that? It was as if that was left for you know the therapy training to somehow manage that. But therapy hasn't Kept up with that. Therapy doesn't do a good job of helping us understand how to have a good marriage. It's a rare place where people understand how to build a relationship. And as I've noticed, the people who do it really well, they kind of lucked into it in many ways. And so if you grew up with a watching parents have a really healthy marriage, probably the real magic of it, you didn't even get to see. The conversations that mattered, the thought process behind it all probably happened either out of view of you or even out of view of each other because of how they were processing things. So what we often see is the downside of it. You know, kids see the fighting and disagreements and kids see the struggle and the pain points. And when things are going well, that's just kind of background. So. We don't have much to go on when we enter into a relationship. And so then we enter in this one-of-a-kind relationship. And that one-of-a-kind relationship is where we go, yes, I am with you no matter what happens, no matter what comes our, our way. You know, think of those wedding vows. You know, you're keeping everybody away so you're protecting your relationship and you're sticking together, whether it's a good day or a bad day or a sick day or a healthy day or a rich day or poor day. And that really doesn't leave any days left and you're basically saying we are sticking together i pledge to stick together i commit to sticking together through that but with no tools to do it right it's like saying i promise i'm going to go build that house and you're looking at the big pile of lumber and you don't really even know how to do that and so you you start trying to put it together and if you're lucky you stumble onto it but here is where this moment in history matters we're not going to get through this alone I mean, what we're doing right now, if you're doing the sensible thing, you're avoiding other people, you're avoiding public situations, you're, you're staying in as much as you can. If you're going out, you're going out because you need something, not because you want to go do something. And that means that you're with a very small group of people. Uh, In my house, my adult children have come home. One is in graduate school, and they're only doing remote classes. uh, And her fellowship uh, is also uh, having their people work remotely. And my son, uh, who does sales, is working remotely. And so they came on home uh, to basically to get away from the bigger metropolitan areas And for us to all kind of be in the same place. So at least we know our exposure point. That doesn't mean we're completely safe, but we're doing what we can to minimize our risk. And more than that, minimize the risk of people around us. That's really the point of this, right? To protect people who may be in more risk than us and and try to help the whole system. But what that does is it supercharges a couple of things. It supercharges homes, Because when you before might have only seen a spouse that you're struggling with at the end of the day for a little bit of time when both of you are kind of exhausted and gone through all of your stuff and you had outside sources for connection, suddenly you're relying on each other for that connection. We've talked about in our house with our kids, have been talking about you know, what they got out of work that they didn't realize, you know, they, even down to getting snacks and, and drinking uh, more uh, water and such things during the day because it's just the way the office was set up, but also having interaction points. And what that does is it condenses the interaction and it puts a whole lot more pressure on the primary relationship. And so if it think of this as kind of a stress test for your relationship. And if you already were stressed in your relationship, that's a scary time. But I want you to think about also this opportunity. This is a reminder that there is something more important in the world. And I think a lot of people are going to contract down and say, okay, what matters here? the relationships that i want to carry on with me in good to great they talk about you know getting on the bus and who's going to be on the bus with you and that's intended to be about companies but it really is about all our relationships who do i want on board with me when you get married you're basically saying we're on board together we're on the bus together whatever happens we're on the bus together we're in this together and this is an opportunity to reaffirm that and to say, hey, let's figure out a way of being a team, of working as a team to get through this. Because, and when we do this in isolation, we humans are not built for that. We're built for connection. So we have to find a way of reintroducing that importance into life these days. Now, as I'm recording this, um, it is well into the crisis. And the last episode that came out was before everything really felt so up in the air. It was still happening, right? We just weren't as touched by it. The United States is kind of that that third wave of coming through. The first wave was China. The second wave has been Europe. And now America is getting the third wave. And we're, we're going to find ourselves in a similar situation of where Europe has been and where China has been. It's just the nature of these things. And it's time for us to step back and say, what matters to this? So there are two responses when we get to this point in culture. One is to go hopeless. And the other is to go, what now? Right? How do I move forward in a better way? So there is a chance that there are people who say, I give. I'm not going to do this. I walk away from the relationship. And I would just suggest that the other option is to say, I want this. This is important. This is an opportunity. This is a chance for me to redefine my life. As I've been talking with clients, one of the things that we're talking about is what are the opportunities? Later on today, I'll jump on a call with coaches and my message to them is what are the opportunities? Not to take advantage of people, not to try to figure out what you can get out of this, but to figure out what you can give out of this. How does this pull us to being different people? How does it pull us to step into a higher self? Sometimes when things are easy, we take the easy way. You know, we kind of default and and we're like, okay, you know, I can be a better person, but I'll take care of that another time. We can't afford that right now. You can't afford to wait for something else to happen to rise to the occasion, I can't afford that. None of us can afford that. We are being called to step into something bigger. This can be a transformational moment for a better place in the world if we step into that. Every crisis has that in it. Every crisis has the possibility for us to raise the amplitude of what we're doing, to raise the importance of what we're doing, to say this really matters as long as we don't fall into fear. I firmly believe that we all have kind of a, a fear bucket. Just think of that fear bucket. And that fear bucket holds a certain amount of fear and you can still function. You know, so all of us have some level of that. And so you may worry about the kids or you may worry about the bills or you may worry about you know, all these other things in life. And that, that puts a little place in your bucket. And some of us are more fearful. We just have more fears in that bucket. But as long as it doesn't spill over, we still function. And so what I've noticed these days is that this crisis, this health crisis, has poured the fear into buckets to overflowing, and suddenly people are taking their eyes off of what matter. One of the ways that happens is that we get so fixated on the news, which is exactly what the news wants from us. I think it's very important for us to keep ourselves informed, especially in these moments. But there's a point when you've been informed enough, there's a saturation point. If you think of a sponge, you know, you put a sponge under water and it absorbs all the water. And after a point, it's absorbed all its can. And after that, whatever water you pour onto it just, just comes out of it. It, it just can't absorb anymore. And that's kind of where we are. I think for a lot of people, we've gotten enough information. And if you haven't. Get it from good sources. Go to the CDC site for this virus or go to the Johns Hopkins uh, site for this virus or even the WHO, uh, WHO, the World Health Organization. So uh, those places, uh, Center for Disease Control, World Health Organization, Johns Hopkins are some really good sites to so get the latest information. And then we can say, okay, I've got it. You know, I've got, I'm saturated with what I need to know. I don't have to oversaturate what we're looking for is a place where we know enough to keep ourselves safe and keep our loved ones safe and do what helps the overall world. And after that, all we're doing is dumping the fear in, which is what happens when we're constantly looking at all the stories around us and all of the the anecdotes and, and all of this other stuff that we don't even know how to filter through that's designed to get our eyeballs on the screen or on the print or wherever you're getting that. And At some point, we go, okay, enough. My fear bucket has enough. I know what to do, and there's no reason for me to keep dumping into the fear bucket. Because then my eyes get pulled away from what's important. Relationships. Making a difference in the world right now. The world is crying out for us to step up and say, hey, I'm taking this on. We're rising to another level. If you look back in history... Every turning point turns because a group of people say, I step up. People step up and say, I am not going to play it by the old rules. We're going to go with something better. We're going to be our best self. We're going to rise to something else. And that's true whether it's in government, whether it's in society, whether it's in your family, wherever it is, the call is there for us to step into that. Your question is where you step into that. Focusing on connections right now is way more important. And connections meaning safe connections, right? That's way more important than focusing on the latest news across our feed. And feeding each other healthy stuff. You know, I'm watching people tear each other down on social media instead of building our, all of us up. I'm watching couples tear each other down because they don't know what's coming instead of standing together as a team. Those are options. Those are choices. Now, on default, if you don't think about it, sure, we can let the fear bubble over. And when it bubbles over, we'll respond from a place where maybe it's not our best self. And I just think that there's something deeper within all of us that knows there's a better place. My suggestion is if you don't know how to focus on that and how to work through that, find out how. Now, this doesn't mean, again, back to that sponge analogy, you don't have to read everything out there on saving your relationship, but you need something, something solid, something real, enough to saturate that sponge. And so let's do that because this matters. Your relationship matters. Your marriage matters in this time. It did before, but now it really does. This is like a double down. So if you're interested in that, check out my system, the Save the Marriage system. You can find that at savethemarriage.com. That's savethemarriage.com. Save your marriage. Work on building things up. Let's make a difference. Let's make this world a better place. This is Lee Balkum wishing you the best as you work to save your marriage and live at a higher frequency. You've been listening to Save the Marriage podcast. For more information and help, Please visit us at savethemarriage.com.